after a long hiatus, we are finally back. Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. Fourth on panelists, head coach Tony Ursulin bringing you all of the action, and there's been a lot of it here uh, from West Lafayette uh, as we are on the, the precipice, on the, on the on the edge of the beginning of Big Ten season. Before we get there, and we will get there, uh, we'll preview this weekend's road action at Nebraska and at Iowa. Before we get there, let's go back in time. Uh, let's hop in the DeLorean. Go back to, let's go back to last year. Yeah, let's go all the way back to last year. And uh, another trip to the, the Hawkeye State uh, to take on the Cyclones. Coach, uh, had that really just freaking awesome concept of an awesome <laughs> event in, uh, in Humboldt. Uh, take us back. How was uh, – we know the results of the meet. We'll get to that too. But how was the entire experience from your standpoint? Yeah, no, I, I, I love the fact that we did it right. It took a lot of energy and effort and just perseverance to stay with it over the course of a few years through COVID, which we've talked about before. And to finally get there and you have the sold out gym and you got two quality teams wrestling, a lot of, you know, ranked matchups. Well, it was a great event, great atmosphere to compete in. Um, you know, obviously, you know, uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, I saw I saw people that I hadn't seen. Uh, in, in decades, you know, 20 years, probably classmates and, and just friends. And we and couldn't take him anywhere. It was crazy. Corey. I believe it. <laughs> we couldn't take him anywhere. And the best part was, is, is, you know, there were some people he recognized and some people, some people he didn't. <laughs> like a parlor game. <laughs> oh, it was great. 30 years out of, you know, since I graduated. So it was, it was, but it was, it was awesome in terms of the event itself and the atmosphere and it will pay off for our kids. You know, obviously special to me, but the environment uh, that our guys got to compete in and, and, you know, the quality competition, it will pay us back, you know, as we wrestle through our, our big 10 season in the NCAA tournament in March. So uh, grateful and glad that we got to do it. Uh, you mentioned the results um, disappointed in that. Um, you know, we really, I felt good about it. You know, we won four out of the first six and that was even, having Kendall, you know, give up the fall at 57, which none of us would have seen coming. Right. Um, but still to get four of the first six and we knew it was going to be very tight on the back end and the upper weights, but I think we lost three, one point matches that, that really cost us the duel in the upper weights. And, and so that was the disappointing part, you know, and um, you know, that was the only kind of damper on the night. Mm -hmm. You wanted the win bad, obviously, but um, but still glad we had a chance to do it with with everything going on in the world the last couple of years. For sure. And and I mean, to go even further, Tony, nothing from 65 up, if I might, if my memory serves me correctly, because we're talking this was like two weeks ago. And, <laughs> you know, we're all a little fried after the holidays, but uh, nothing from 65 up was decided by more than two points. Yeah, it was tight matches all the way around. And we, we came up on the short end of the stick there. You know, uh, 74, um, you know, was, was, was key in that, uh, 97 heavyweight, you know, um, um, 84 got away from us a little bit from in that situation, but those three matches at 74, 97 and heavy, very competitive, uh, matches that we could have made go our way. And we were just a little short in a couple of situations. And so you, you come out of it looking for more consistency in winning those, those, those tight situations. And that's yeah. one of those, you, you, the final score, team score, it, it's a 10-point duel. It, it sounds worse than, like you say, you flip, you know, one takedown or an escape or, or you know, yep. you flip one of those, it's a six-point swing. You flip two of them, you win the duel. 
you know. It, yeah, and that's literally fun. how we felt is you, you were going to need two of those last four yeah. right, going into the last part of the duel to, to win it, which was definitely in our capabilities with the guys we have. We're very good, you know, on the back end. You know, we've got three out of those four weights ranked, you know I mean? And I would expect heavyweight now, you know, Michael Wolf, as we move towards, you know, what, you know, when we competed up in Chicago, you know, beat a couple of guys in the top 25 or so. So, you know, we're, we have good solid uh, guys up there. We're, we're a little short, so we got to go work on that. And we've been working on that the last few weeks. A couple guys, a uh, couple guys to highlight from the Iowa state duel. Um, Matt Ramos, you know, uh, had a really great come from behind victory over a very tough opponent. And, um, he, uh, the kid just continues to find ways to win. Yep. He's slippery. He came out and scrambled out of a lot of tough situations and found ways to score as, as you mentioned. And so you, you gotta, you gotta give it to Matt in terms of finding ways to win. You know, um, we needed to do that in the back end of the duel and, and we're a little short. Matt's got things like everybody to work on, right? We want him to establish his offense a little better, but he's a good competitor. And he, as you mentioned, finds ways to be successful. Um, other guy, I definitely want to highlight uh, at 165, Hayden Lowry, <laughs> uh, first career varsity start. Um, and he goes into a very hostile environment um, you know, the tide had definitely swung in Iowa State's favor, and uh, he went out and was able to right the ship and uh, get a win at 165. Yeah, you know, that was very encouraging for a guy who hasn't been our regular, you know, um, to go out. And was Kreiser, had, had Kreiser been a qualifier in the past? You know, I'm not, I'm not positive, to be honest yeah. with you. I'm not either. Uh, transfer, though, from Campbell into Iowa State, I think. And a very know, highly touted recruit. Yes, very solid kid. So for for uh, Hayden to make his debut in that kind of an environment against a, you know, a quality competitor, I thought showed us a lot, you know, um, you know, people are going to see him probably a little bit more here uh, through the big 10 season. And, and we're excited to kind of see what he can do. Absolutely. Um, the thing that I found the most encouraging out of that was the fact that um, I had listened for, for whatever reason, I just happened to be in a position to hear you talk to him the night before at our workout and uh, you told him his double's going to be there. Yep. And, and coached him up. And he came out and he followed the game plan. He did exactly what you said. And his double was there and he hit it twice. And that's what led to the victory. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, he, he executed well, as you said. You know, he, he was able to follow a game plan and, and, uh, and execute in the moment. Those are always two different things. To have a game plan that you can trust and, and believe in, and then the execution of it is sometimes quite another. But uh, again, excited for him. Great win. He stepped up. He had his chance, and, and he made the most of the opportunity. So um, let's move on to uh, <laughs> what was a bit of an adventure following the, uh, the holiday. Um, Midlands <laughs> slash the Matt Men Open slash I, I yeah. don't even know else to I don't even know what else to call it but um for those that don't know uh <laughs> in the week before well just days before really because it was I think it was like the 23rd um Northwestern announced that they were going to cancel the Midlands championships um you know there were 30 some teams that were registered to registered to go coming from all over the country and uh it definitely sent a huge wave of panic across the wrestling world. 
Um, you know, as somebody who was at Northwestern for a long time, Tony, uh, when, when you got that news, I guess, where, where, where did your head go? Yeah. Um, so initially you see the tweet, right? And that's how we were notified. It was via tweet. There, right? It wasn't even, it wasn't even an email to us. It was just a tweet that said, Hey, I'm the email came like the next caution. day, right? Like one of those, one of those things, um, your, your first initial reaction is, well, we need matches. Right. I mean, we yeah. need to wrestle and we need to compete because, um, you know, we have a 15 match minimum uh, to have an RPI, which is one of the prongs for us as a qualifier. Right. You have to have a win percentage and an RPI and you have to be ranked. And so my, my initial thoughts go to we have guys who need matches, you know, not everybody, but we, we have a number of individuals who need matches. So uh, I made a call to the Northwestern coach to confirm what's going on and what they were thinking. And in fact, we found out, hey, yeah, this is canceled and we don't know what else will, will be going on. You guys are on your own, basically. Good luck. I started calling and contacting uh, coaches in the Midwest who I thought on a, on a short notice could maybe, you know, want to find some competition. And so I started for, I mean, it was the better part of 24 to 48 hours of working on uh, logistics for uh, an event here at, at you know, at Purdue in Holloway gym. But, you know, the, the date we were, was available was the 30th. However, a lot of people at the bowl game, I mean, just lots of challenges, right. To overcome it's the holidays and trying to get things done. So I think you and I Tanner spent probably, you know, better part of two days trying to get something done. It was wild. Well, couldn't get it done. And could, then couldn't get it done. Really couldn't get it no, done. There was no, no, I was thinking, you know, one, one, you know, kind of silver lining there might be that you've got 29 other teams who are in the same boat as you. So maybe yep. it'd be, it'd be easier to find some folks. But oh, there were a lot of dance parts. partners. There were a lot of dance partners, Corey. There's yeah. just no place to dance. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We, we couldn't host, right? Like we, it wound up being, we were going to be too short uh, staff to host uh, here with people at the bowl game and the holidays and, and the like. And so this is all bowl game. Christmas slash New Year's. New Year's coming. Every campus in the country is closed, and you've yeah. got five days' notes. A I mean, absolutely, right? And Perfect. so we ran that down. I mean, and we had several teams. I mean, honestly, I, I had several teams, as Tanner alluded to. We had some dance partners, but you needed to find a place you could get together to, to conduct the matches, and that was proving to be the difficult part. And then you had uh, Mapmen, you know, the website in, uh, in Illinois picked up what was Midlands and named it with the Mapmen Open, I believe. Mm -hmm. So a lot of teams shifted in that way. Some bailed, but some shifted that way. And, and we thought just in the interest of getting matches, we need to be up there. Now, of course, we didn't, if you paid attention to results, we didn't take our, our team. I think we had maybe half the starters or less, to tell you the yeah, and 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 so went up there and and competed and tried to make the the most of what was obviously a, a tough situation. For sure, and uh, you know, like Tony said, uh, Illinois Matmen picked up the event, uh, kept it at the same venue, so we were able. You know, for us it was easy. We just had to uh, rebook our hotels. We we still had our Purdue rental vans, and you know, the per diem was all good, and everything was all set to go so um it was easy for us but there were schools like uh they told me pittsburgh had to they had canceled everything and they had oh. to rebook everything 
flights, hotels, everything, rental cars, everything. So um, it was wild to see. I honestly am, I was impressed that there was as many teams there as there were. Yep. Because to, you know, a tip of the cap. Off, yeah, I, I would give a tip of the cap, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, with Willie Saylor and, and Israel and all those guys out there who who scrambled to put on an event right in, in days and, and pick it up. And, and especially with what's going on right now, I mean, the number of meetings that I've had the last two days just on there's cancellation of different events. There's been a few duels canceled. We saw what Arizona State and Michigan had to do basketball games you know people are nervous right now right they're preparing for what could happen and so just the fact that we did get matches in on short mm -hmm. notice uh hopefully is going to pay us off you know at the end of the year you know knowing what the the qualification criteria is so uh, i am hopeful that it, it, it obviously was worth us going up and doing and 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 will pay us off at the end of the year as er said you know we took we only had five of the starters um with us and uh, the good news on that is, is four of those five found their way onto the podium. Yep. Uh, we had Parker Phileas take fifth at 141 pounds. Garrett Ninehouse took fifth at 174. Uh, Michael Wolf had a really nice performance, as you alluded to earlier, uh, took fifth yep. place at heavyweight. And Kendall Coleman uh, took sixth, reached the, reached the semifinals before medically forfeiting to, uh, to sixth place. So, um, yep. it ended up ninth and they, they kept a team score. So we ended up ninth in the team standings with half our starters. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, at the end of the day, got to be pretty okay with that. Yeah. For, for what it turned into, right. I mean, it, it truly just making the best out of a tough situation. So the fact that we got to get up there, wrestle and, and get some much needed matches in, especially for the varsity was great. You know, um, obviously, from a standpoint of overall, you want more out of the event. You know, you know, we had we had red shirts up there that that uh, I'm very high on and still high on with what they're going to be and do for us. But, um, you know, there's some things there that we got to correct. You know, we, we didn't get our hand raised quite enough mm -hmm. to be, you know, super pumped about it, but it did serve its purpose. And from what we were doing, scrambling, you know, uh, <laughs> it worked out all right. <laughs> Uh, speaking specifically about Wolf, you said, um, you know, he went up there and he was looking for some signature wins. You know, he came into the event leading us in pins. He had, he had four, um, going into it, uh, had some close losses to some good people, um, and hadn't really like gotten over the hump. Um, but you know, got some opportunities against some guys and, uh, and took full advantage. Uh, the two most notable victories we, we could mention would be uh, number 26, Boone McDermott out at Rutgers. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, he got, you know, former Juco national champ and he, he beat him. And then he also beat Jake Slinger from Pitt, who was uh, ranked, I believe, 28, somewhere in the high 20s. And yep. uh, and he uh, I'm not sure which it was, but I'm pretty sure he had a really nice win already this season. I'd have to look up who he beat. Um, but, uh, both of those I feel should pay off for Wolf come time for, uh, NCAA qualifications. Yeah, absolutely. For, and for those of the people that don't know 33, right. It's, it's an odd number, but 33 are going into the bracket, um, this year. And so when you have a couple of wins over guys who would be expected to be in that bracket, especially ones that you may not see again, now yep. Dermot, we've got a chance to see it at, at the big 10 championships. 
but we don't dual ruckers there. So that's nice from a seating standpoint to have that win. And then the, the pit kid, as you mentioned, we won't see him uh, until the national championship. So those are all good things, kind of, you know, that little feather in your cap uh, as you move through the year. Absolutely. Uh, the other guy I'd like to mention, I, you just to throw in there, um, 157-pound sophomore Cooper Nori, um, one win shy of the podium at 157. Um, he had a nice little, you know, he had a nice little run on the backside after losing an early one. Yeah, dropped the first match uh, to an eventual placer uh, in a very, very tight match. I think it was, that was a one-point bout and came back through, as you mentioned, strong had a, a tough uh, blood round loss um, where he was, he was up late in the third and, and, and got taken down and ridden out to, to, to kind of drop that match. But he's showing, he's showing signs of improving and, and being a guy that, that we can count on, you know, as again, when you go through this tough big 10 season, you know, you're going to have to have other people out there from time to time, right. With the injuries or bumps and bruises. So uh, he's proving to be a guy that, that we can count on to, to fill in and do a good job for us. Absolutely. Uh, Corey, as somebody who was um, kind of watching from a, from a distance as to what was going on, how did you, how did you digest the, uh, the events of the holiday break? <clears throat> I, I, there was probably some vulgarity um, in text <laughs> back and forth with you. Uh, just a, what the heck is going on? Kind of, kind of a tone to it. And, and at one point you're like, yeah, we, we might be hosting events. And I'm like, well, that sucks. Cause we're not going to be able to live stream because we don't have the personnel. So that, you know, my thought yeah. immediately goes to how I can, how I can help. And, and I couldn't. So <laughs> that really, that really sucked. It was just, it was kind of fascinating. I started following a bunch of other accounts that I need to unfollow now just to see what was going on, you know, to, to get the <laughs> updates and, and then I'm watching the live results, you know, from rural Illinois uh, on their, on their Wi-Fi, And, and it, it was just, it was, it was wild. It was cool to see, you know, like you said, some guys, you know, perform. It, it sucked not having our, our top end guys. I totally understand it, you know, in the, in the flow of the season and with bigger yep. goals in mind than performing well at the Matt men invitational or whatever the hell it was called. Um, you know, and God bless those guys for pulling it off. It's really awesome what they did. But yep. uh, Devin Schroeder's got got bigger plans this year, so I get not not running him out there. That that totally makes sense. Uh, um, but yeah, it it puts a lot of perspective on the results. Um, before we get too far away from from Michael Wolf, uh, you know, he had a couple of good wins. He also had a you know, he had a good. I would say I, I would call it a, a meaningful loss when you know he he hangs within a couple of points of Luke Luffman, who's a top. 12 top 15 kid and he's a he's a lot to handle i know wolf gives up a lot of weight to a lot of dudes he was giving up weight to to luffman and, and he hung in with him he acquitted himself pretty well against hilger it looked like so yeah he, he just he continues to be solid and and the hilger and, match was actually closer than the score appeared. yeah he made one mistake in the second and gave up some backs, but otherwise it was a pretty tight match. You know, Hilger, yeah, yeah, Hilger, I would Hilger agree. Like player. he was right there with in the Hilger match, especially where he did give up near fall. I mean, he just, he, he wound up in that kind of crab ride high half situation. And, and while he was scrambling for the reversal, uh, gave up four near fall. So, uh, you know, that's a, you know, from a coaching standpoint, if you correct that mistake in, in position, boy, that match tightens up, you know, a four point near fall, 
you know, it can tighten up pretty quick. So I think we walked out um, after that tournament feeling like he still is making, you know, gains uh, in, in the weight class. You know That's what I mean? Great. You know, he, the guy's off for five years working, you know, doing whatever, right, with the military. And then he's back and he's, he's trying to knock the rust off and fill into the weight mm-hmm. and continues to get a little bigger and put on more size. And so, uh, you know, I, I have, I have some high hopes, you know, you knock on wood, no injuries, but I really think he's, he's figuring out how to wrestle, uh, even more effectively as an undersized heavyweight right now. Yeah. It's, it's exciting to watch him do his thing. And, and, uh, you know, it's entertaining because he's very unorthodox. Mm-hmm. He gets into positions that many of us don't see very often or understand at all. Yeah. <laughs> I heard AJ. I, had, I had someone I uh well it was Jim Bruner Jim Bruner if I if I remember correctly um texted me about about uh Michael Wolf's voodoo out on the mat it was the way he, it was that it was the the voodoo magic I think he said voodoo magic is what he had used so if anybody hasn't seen him he does he's got a very different style very unorthodox, but he knows what he's doing and he's under, you know, in control at all times of his wrestling. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. And, and like I said, if you have not seen him before, you know, he's a guy that's dangerous. You get him into these brackets, especially at nationals or guys that don't know how to handle him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's going to be tough. You know, he's, he's going to give you a, a tough look. Yeah. Uh, I, I recall at some point, I believe it was actually at the Matman open, uh, coach shop was saying something about like there was a position that that michael was in and coach shop says i i can wrestle from there you know i I can do some funky stuff i can wrestle from there but he chooses to go there and i don't (laughs) understand that he he prefers to be in that situation and that's just weird (laughs) yeah there's no doubt and i think that the funny thing about it is most people wouldn't choose to be there. Like even AJ, AJ can wrestle from some, some tough, funky situations, but a lot of guys get uncomfortable and that creates hesitation. And oh, what do I do? And for a guy like, like Wolf, man, he's dragging you into kind of his match then. Right. And that's where we, what we all aspire to do is put our opponent uh, in our positions in tough spots. Mm-hmm. His positions just happen to be very different from, from everyone else. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Well, uh, we turn the page, we, we move into to 2022, um, and the Big Ten season is rapidly approaching. Uh, we leave tomorrow uh, to fly out to your old stomping grounds, going to, going to Lincoln, Nebraska for a duel on Friday with the uh, ninth-ranked Huskers. Um, a 7 p.m. start, going to be streamed on uh, B1G+. Um, yep. Should be a should be a great matchup between uh, Purdue and Nebraska. Again, a lot of really good uh, matchups out there, up and down the lineup. A lot of ranked kids. Going to be a lot of tight matches too. You know, it's it's a duel where if one team can grab the the tight ones, if we can find a way to get the close ones to go our way, you know, you, you're going to be in a good spot. So um, I'm sure we got a, we got a we got a, a tall task because they're both good quality teams. But I like, you know, the way the team's prepared and where they're at as we enter uh, Big Ten season. Um, a couple matchups particularly to, to point out, just because they're between really highly ranked guys on both sides. 
At uh, at 57, you got Kendall Coleman and Peyton Robb, um, which should be a good one. And then if you move – rematch of the Big Ten finals at 157 pounds a couple years ago. Semifinal. I'm sorry. Thank you. Semifinal. Uh, yes, match two years ago. Got yep. That was uh, – so that one – that one it has some uh, some teeth to it. And the other one would be at uh, 197 where you've got Thomas Panola and Eric Schultz. Um, should be uh, should be two two great matches that will have huge uh, impacts on where the duel goes. Yeah. It, again, like those are going to be tough, gritty matches, you know, and uh, those are the kind of matches I guess I'm talking about. But even those, they're up and down the lineup. You know, we highlight those two. But uh, sure. you, know, you had De- you had Devin and Cronin uh, just mm-hmm. last year, very tightly, you know, hotly contested match. Um, you know, I think um, if you just look at rankings, Chad Red, Parker Phileas at 141. Yeah, uh, they're they're just everywhere. Like that's why these duels are fun. This yeah. was what makes the Big Ten the Big Ten because everywhere you look, in my opinion. You look, man, there's there's ranked matchups, you know, Nyan House and Labriola, Vince mm-hmm. and Max. You know, it's it's I'm telling you, there's just so many good matches. You got it's a hard for me just to highlight two, I guess, uh, and, and, and roll with that. That's fair. That's fair. That is fair. This will be the first time uh, Devin and, and Cronin are going since since Big Ten's last year, right? Where uh yep. Devin got that semifinal win and and, and did a very uncharacteristic Devin trash things were, talk a little, at the end. things were a little chippy in that it was one. Fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Devin's a competitor. You love <laughs> him, you know, give him some ammunition. Um, yeah. And, and then we didn't get a chance to see the, the Cronin kid out at Vegas. Nebraska was there, but Cronin wasn't in the bracket. I don't know if he was sick or, or injured. He had missed that. So uh, this will be the first time we've seen him this year. Well, he's, well he's Nebraska got six did matches list, on the year, so he's definitely he's missing time. And Nebraska did yep. list two probable starters at 125, mm-hmm. so it'll That's be true. it'll be interesting to see if he is back or not. Yeah, well, and you know, and, and these are all probables, right? Like we've still got days ahead of us to get everybody there and down to wait, and and you just don't, you know, in today still, right? We're still in the middle of this craziness. Mm-hmm the variant and everything you, you don't know. So we got to get everybody through the next three days down to wait and out on the mat. And you hope that these are the matchups you get. For sure. Um, going to Sunday, uh, finally got a time on this duel. Uh, they finally did the, the BTN was holding uh, the duel in Iowa because they were waiting on some of the football schedules and, and what was going to be going on in the rest of the sports world. But uh, it'll be a 2 PM central start. Uh, Carver Hawkeye against the top ranked Hawkeyes. Um, another, you know, another place that you seem to be somewhat familiar with. Uh, <laughs> Coach Erslin. This, this is the, this is the, we're doing the full Erslin history tour. Tony Erslin, yeah, this, this is, is your really life. strange, right? Like this is really strange how this has worked out even to me as you talk about this, because uh, we were in my hometown, right? 19 years of my life before I went off to you know college or whatever. Um, then, then, um, Nebraska was eight years as, as a coach. And then my undergrad at Iowa, those are the last three duels we've had <laughs> will kind of be at some of my longest stops, I guess, in, in the wrestling world. So yeah, it's, it's kind of funny <laughs> when that works. Absolutely. Um, you know, 
first and foremost, uh, would like to send our well wishes to Spencer Lee on the, on the heels of some, you know, terrible news for the wrestling world as he announced that he's going to miss the rest of the season. He's going to have surgery on his knee, uh, said it didn't respond the way that he hoped it would. And, uh, he's going to hold off and, and get ready for, for next year or for the freestyle season. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I, I, I was still obviously has a, a very, very tough lineup. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, they're good up and down. Um, you know, it usually comes with their, their ranking. And so, we, and you're going to be in a hostile environment, you know, mm-hmm. but again, we've talked about that this week. Like, you know, I, I've told the team, I think like, Hey, you know, just be ready. You're going to have 15,000 people calling you for stalling, you know, be ready. <laughs> you know, like that should be good. Yes. Like, you should be excited for that. You should be like, yeah, yeah. All right. Good, man. Good. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's be mm-hmm. excited about it and let's embrace that because that's why you come to college is to wrestle in those kind of environments, you know, uh, good opponents in, in a great environment, a lot of noise, a lot of excitement. And so I, I do, I think it's important that our guys embrace that and, and want that, you know, like you want that, you know, I, I'd want to be get booed, you know, mm-hmm. I'd want you know, whooping tail and, and getting booed or, you know, whatever, you know, so, uh, you're not getting booed. You're not doing it right. There you go. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, it should be, should be great. You know, uh, a place that appreciates wrestling and, and to your point about Spencer, you know, uh, obviously disappointing. I would echo kind of your thoughts there. Um, obviously we spent time trying to, you know, trying to beat, you know, with, with Devin, that's your last two big 10 finals. And so they have a, a strong history but but a lot of respect for him as a competitor uh, and, and kind of who he is, you know, as a wrestler. So, uh, so I, you know, sorry to see that. And we wish him the best in the future. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, obviously, like you said, you can go up and down the lineup with great matchups uh, in that duel. You know, you've got, uh, you know, Matt Ramos is going to get a chance to wrestle Austin DeSanto, which should be, you know, should be really interesting. Um, you've got Caleb Young and, and Kendall Coleman at 57. You've got, you know, I don't think Nyan House is going to see Kemmerer, but, I mean, you also got Nelson Brands, and you've also, you know, yeah. uh, they, they got a young man who just placed out at the Southern Scuffle that's in the depth chart at 174. So, uh, yeah. you know, Abe Asad, Max Lyon, Jacob Warner, Thomas Panola. Tom Panola. Good Lord, there's going to be some there's going to be some good matches in that one. And, uh, you know, it'll lucky enough that it's going to, it's going to be on television and, and hopefully we can go in there and have, have a good time. No, absolutely. And then that's, like I said, that's been, you know, kind of what we've talked about as a team too. Like, yes, those environments, you know, they're, they're hostile in terms of the crowds rooting against you, but man, they're tremendous environments to compete in. And that's what you want, you know, as a wrestler, you want to be in those kind of atmospheres and then they do get you ready and you do just got to make sure that you're up for it and you enjoy it. You know, uh, it's, and it, that's something again, end of the year, you get into those big matches at NCAAs and big tens, loud crowds and lots of energy, man, you, you know, that's the mentality I'm looking for from guys. You know, we, we want that stuff. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, the funny thing about our schedule this year, Tony, is, uh, we go on this long trip, which, you know, it's going to be, we're going to, we're going to fly to Omaha. We'll be picked up by a bus and then we will ride that bus to Lincoln onto Iowa city and then back home 
to West Lafayette. So mm. it will be uh, a lot of miles, um, a lot of hours in transit. Um, but the payoff is the only other trips we have the rest of the dual season are to Indiana and to Northwestern. Mm. So yep. it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting Big Ten schedule the rest of the way. Yeah, that is funny. You know, the, the Big Ten gave us a lot of travel, uh, obviously, with this weekend early coming out of the box. Um, but then, as you mentioned, you know, at home for for Michigan State, one duel on the weekend is all. You know, then we catch, what is it, Illinois on a Friday, Wisconsin with uh, hoops and headlocks on a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you bounce down to, to IU. You back at, back at home with, with Minnesota. And then two weeks later after that, we, you know, we got Northwestern on the road to, to wrap it up. So, you know, my message again to the team is don't blink. It's, it's going to be gone quick, right? Like you gotta value this and cherish this because it, it's, it's going to disappear on us. And we just want to make sure we make the most out of these opportunities that are left. Absolutely. Uh, Corey, anything else for this week on your docket there? I don't think so. We got through everything. Did you guys get everything you wanted from Santa Claus? Um, my kid did. Good Lord. See, that's all I can say, too, is my kids had a great Christmas. You know what I mean? Yep. You, you get to be our age, boys, and that's all that matters, right? Hey, I got, I got some new underwear. I'm good to go. Yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> I got some Starbucks gift cards. People who know me well, right? Those Starbucks gift cards are, are are pretty important. So uh, I'll I'll take that as a, as a solid Christmas. That's good. That's good. My wife got me beer. I don't know what she's trying to tell me. <laughs> I've got a problem where I need to drink more. One of the one of the other. Roll, flip a coin. You're good Let's either. Go. Way. <laughs> Why can't it be both? <laughs> it it could be. Uh, Hey, uh, travel safe. Good luck this week. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll crank it back up next weekend and, and every week from here on out on the, uh, the Always Aggressive Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, spoiler up. <laughs>